Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to hear about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Little Women podcast. I'm your co-host, Tana. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined by my co-host, Jayla Hansomer. Say hi. Hello. Hi everyone. So that's how you're all doing, but you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, This is weird, right? Like, we haven't recorded just us, like, casual chat in, we were just saying, since December, maybe? Even before yeah. that? December-ish. Yeah. Which yeah. is so long ago. It feels like I need to have a script and interview you guys. <laughs> I know. I was like, what preparation do we need to do for this episode? And it's literally none. Because today we're going to be doing kind of girl talk vibe. Um, we are just going to be answering some typical girl questions. And it's just going to be a casual episode. Like, just us having a chat. So should we just get... Well, how are you guys? How, how have you been? I'm good. Just been working, really. Haven't really been doing much. Playing foosball. Um, but apart from that, that's pretty much it. Chill on. Um, I've been working as well, pretty much like Monday through to Friday, and just making content for my YouTube channel, content for the podcast. I'm also very excited because I bought my first piece of uni stuff. Oh, what'd I you got, get? I got plates, bowls, and cutlery. <gasps> Oh. I know. And the best part is, is that it's all baby pink. Yes, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though, because then, you know, you're going to have, like, the only baby pink. What's it yeah, called? exactly. And then like, everyone's going to be like, oh, that's Jaylands. Like, yeah. don't take it, that's Jaylands. Yeah, see, I have <laughs> the same uh, bowls as someone else who lives with me. So, that's I blame it on them, because they bought it here. after me. So, like, I'm like, I'm the original. You could have gone a step further done your research about the plate situation but no <laughs> you're the og hannah yeah we all we all know it's me like anyway yeah, you're the icon you are the moment <laughs> i'm the moment um <laughs> speaking of yeah it's just um as we're recording this uh a lot more things have opened uh in the uk so you can eat indoors you can go to cinema you can go to a museum you can have people indoors have you guys you can hug people guys you can legally hug people and have sex with them um <laughs> with caution <laughs> have you guys been out like experienced the new life or not really no i mean i had <laughs> no, I, lit- I had my first shift back at the hotel i worked for the other day um right. and i and someone already complained to me i already had a karen so <laughs> Oh, no. That's not um, long. No, I know. I guess they've been in hiding, though, all this time, and they're, they're finally allowed to unleash. <laughs> <laughs> they've just been building yeah, up, hiding. getting stronger. <laughs> um, but, I mean, my first pro- like meal out at a restaurant is going to be tonight, so I'm very excited about that. Um, but, no, that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm not really excited for it, though. I don't know if that sounds bad. But, like, I've kind of been used to just, like, working 
and then at the weekends like all I really do is like see my boyfriend if I see my friends I'm so used to like going to a park and things like that that seems more normal to me now than going out for food it's like let's go to a park guys like which one do you want to go to (laughs) I was thinking as well like I was just saying to these guys before we start recording I'm going on a date this weekend and I'm like I need to wrap up warm like I need to think about what the weather's gonna be like I'm like wait no I didn't like I can eat inside finally yeah so that's good um and there's more bars opening on campus and um yeah things are finally getting back to normal so are we happy about that or do some people want it to go on for longer (laughs) (laughs) i'm happy i I have mixed feelings i feel like it's for me it's not so much the literal restrictions of like things opening up it's the like social attitude if that makes sense so for example i can go and see my family i can take the train without being worried about going on public transport and like what people will think if i do that for me that's like the main thing so i feel less worried about doing certain things do you know what i mean yeah 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 Yeah. i mean to be honest like i'm excited for it i feel like i i want to be more excited like i see tiktoks of everyone planning like their summer 2021 and how like lit it's gonna be and stuff like that and i'm just like oh i just i'm not in that mindset yet so I guess it doesn't really make a difference to me if we come out of lockdown because I'm still going to be working either way. Do you know what I mean? Um, that sounds really dull as well. That sounds so dull. But it's true. Like, I know a lot of people are excited to, like, go on holidays and, like, you know, big road trips down to beaches and stuff like that. But I'm just, like, not in that mindset. I'm just, like, in the working, like, grinding mindset. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I feel <laughs> like I see so much about, like, like, hot girl summer. Like, we're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, for me, mm-hmm. like, um, I'm not really too fussed about that. Like you say, Jalen, I'm going to be working in the summer. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, obviously, it'll be nice to have a break from uni work and stuff. But, like, other than that, it's just an opportunity to see my family, see my friends and work. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds so sad and so dull. So, so dull. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing for me. Um, but it's true. Yeah, that's the same for me as well, because, like, Obviously, I've got two jobs at the moment and I'm a bit annoyed because I'm really happy that all restaurants are like, you can eat inside and stuff and you can go to the cinema. Oh my God, can't wait to go to the cinema. Um, but then it's also, I have to work two jobs at the same time, so I won't have any time. Yeah, but you're going to be so, thankful yeah. for that Like when you go to uni. You'll be like, that paid off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and but... I guess I will have that rela- relaxation when I get to uni as well. Exactly. Hopefully. It's like, yeah, so... I felt like, because I, when I worked uh, the summer before I came to uni, I worked quite a lot, and it was quite draining, um, to be honest. But, like, when I got there, and I didn't have to worry as much as I thought I would have to, it was, like, almost like a weight lift on my shoulder. And then when I'm going back to work at the same place this summer, it's like I I feel all right about it. I don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm dreading it. Obviously, it's not the nicest thing but I know Mm. how much it's helped me so therefore when I go back to do it I'll be like okay I know I now know what I spend my money on I now know how much money I need yeah what you're working towards yeah 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 Yeah. because I think I underestimated how much just just random things cost to be honest yeah Mm. yeah Mm. so anyway should we get into some girl talk hell yeah Yeah. I'm so excited I'm so excited (laughs) Okay, so we had a little look through um, 
these are kind of some general topics that I feel like we haven't really spoken about before. It's a bit similar to when we did that mukbang on Jayline's YouTube. Yeah. That kind yeah. of vibe. So we've got a few questions about relationships, friendships, just general girl topics. So first question we've got, do you think the guy needs to make the first move? No. Explain. Straight. No. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like that's kind of just like the normalised thing that a guy should make the first move, but it's not needed at all. Mm. And I don't know. I just... Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, really. So. Yeah. <laughs> Great start from summer. <laughs> Jaylan, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say no as well. I just feel like we're at that time now where if you like someone, then just go speak to them. I mean, I understand nerves, but I think it's very stereotyped that, you know... If guys don't approach you, they don't like you. But guys can get just as nervous to approach a girl as girls will get to approach a guy. And if anything, guys might actually really appreciate it and find it a bit hot. Because <laughs> the girls have a bit of confidence. Like, just imagine just, like, storming up to a guy and being like, can I get your number? Then he's like, damn, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> but then also if he's like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but that, it can work both ways. That's the thing, like... Imagine how many guys have literally just been rejected by girls at a bar or, like, girls have given them fake numbers. Like, it's embarrassing and it's awkward, but, like, it's something you have to do, otherwise you'll never know. You could have just met, like, the love of your life. You never know. Mm. Yeah. I think... I agree with you guys. I don't think no... I think... No. no. <laughs> I think no, the guy doesn't need to make the first move. I also think that kind of sets a precedent in your relationship. So, like, if the guy mm. feels like he has to make the first move, maybe then... He feels like, you know, he has to pay for, like, when you go out to eat or when you do stuff and he has to do mm. all these traditional guy things that maybe shouldn't be, like, they shouldn't be a thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because personally, yeah. um, I think, like, a relationship should be, like, a two-way thing. You guys, like, help each other out. It's, like, an equal kind of playing field. And therefore, yeah. I don't think it's... It's not necessary for him to make the first move. Yeah, what do you guys yeah. think about, like, paying on the first date? I think... I don't know how I would... Because, obviously, like, with me and my boyfriend, like, we haven't had... Like, we didn't meet on a date. We didn't have, like, a first... Well, we're having our first date this weekend. Um, <laughs> but Sorry, I've already, it's just funny that it's your first date and you've been together for, like, six months. Literally, you been able I know. To. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird, though. But um, I'd say if I was going on a first date with a guy that I'd never met before uh, or I'd just seen on social media, then I, I wouldn't say necessarily he has to pay because it's also like he doesn't owe me anything. Mm. Um, I, if anything, I feel like it's more more likely for a guy that you're like seeing to pay because he knows you. He's You're like worth his money, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, if you've just met him, you don't owe him anything. You're not in a relationship with him. You might never see him again. Mm. So why should he mm. waste his money on you? Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Like, I always feel like if you're going to go on a date, then it should be a 50-50 thing. Unless, like, it's a situation where the guy or the girls ask the other person out on this date and then the other person's, like, not really sure. So let's say, like, someone asked me out and I was like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, oh, come on, I can give you a good time type thing. Then I'd expect him to pay because he's initiated the date yeah I was gonna and say it's not that. like it's not 
not to make it sound bad, but, like, it's not, like, a mutual decision. Mm. Um, so, like, if you meet a guy and find him attractive, he finds you attractive, you go out on a date together. But if a guy's like, oh, come on, go on a date with me, like, just try me out type thing, it's like, oh, okay, all right, I'll try. And then I'd expect him to pay, really. Yeah. And in terms of relationships, again, like, 50-50, unless it's, like, a special occasion, you know, like, her birthday or, like, Valentine's Day, maybe he wants to treat her, like, or anniversary, then I'd think, like, maybe, you know, spoil mm-hmm. the girl. But then as long as she's doing the same to him in other ways, so it's hard. I feel like most of the time it's 50-50, though. Mm. What do you think, Yeah, Sarah? I feel like it's the same as Jaylan. Like, it works both ways. So, say, if I wanted to go out with a guy and he wasn't sure, then the person who initiated the date should pay, I think. But yeah. if it's just, yeah. like, hey, like, if it's just like, I don't know, you've been seeing each other and you both say, should we go on a date and all this? Then it should be like, just split the bill. It's not difficult, really. <laughs> um, yeah, because like it's your own food as well. It's like, why am I, why are you, why is he paying you to eat food that he doesn't get to have? <laughs> and also I think that relates to what I was saying about like, if the guy makes the first move, like he asks you out, that then sets like a, like a context for he yeah. then yeah. pays for the date. Mm. yeah but always i'd say always bring your money just in case like don't just assume they're gonna pay yeah. you oh yeah, really yeah thing to do. don't assume yeah yeah mm. i think like even if he's initiated it like i would still bring my money and like you know go to pay like always offer i think is the best thing to do and then you'll know based on how the other person reacts what you're supposed to do also it, i think it just you shouldn't have to rely on other people to like pay for you either like my mum always says this to me. She's like, always take your wallet when you're out because you don't want to have to, like, rely on a guy to, like, drive mm. you home. You you need to get, like, your own... You need to be able to pay for your own way home because it's dangerous, yeah. which is true. Mm. So I feel like that's also another reason you should take your wallet everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that that was the question, but that just reminded me. All right. Uh, talking of guys and girls, whatever, what are some major, for you guys, red flags... And also green flags. So when you meet a guy for the first time, red flags, things that are kind of like you initially are put off. You're like, oh, that screams dodgy. That screams like not for me. Or green flags, you're like, oh, that tells me that he's a good person. Um, Green flags, I'd say like a good sense of humour, but without it being offensive, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, because that so... shows like he can make a joke without having to rely on offensive stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. saying, ooh, I've got dark humour. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah you're just relying um, on other stuff at that point. Like, if you have to rely on offensive things and dark humour, then that's not a good sense of humour. Like, I feel like you can pick up, like, relating to the whole joke-making thing, I feel like you get a lot of red flags based on how guys... Yes. I was just going to say friends, yeah. Um, I think that's, like, the most important thing. You don't truly know your partner until you see him with his friends and then you can make a judgment whether they're green flags or whether they're red flags for example if he's with his friends and he's like diminishing you and he's like oh yeah go cook and clean for me like make almost making you the butt of the joke or like isolating you not making sure you're okay like his friends are his priority then it always feels like you're never ever going to be his priority in that relationship and he's still a child and he's still immature and it's still like bruised before hoes um so i feel like you get a lot of like green and red signals off of being with friends I and think that's also a huge thing. um not just friends but anyone 
for example, like, if you're on a first date, mm. um, like we were saying, like, if you've never met before, even just how he talks to the people working, how he talks to random people that mm. you see, you know what I mean? Like, just how he interacts yeah, with people so shows a lot about him, too. Yeah. Being rude to, like, the um, waiters and waitresses. Oh, that's a major, like, That is disgusting. <laughs> and also, like, a weird, like, red flag for me would be if they're, like, almost in love with you before they even know you. So almost like a pick-me boy in a way. But, like, when they're really, like, smothering and they're, like, they've literally known you for about a month, they're, like, oh, my God, like, I'm obsessed with you. I want to marry you. Like, and, like, turns up at your door and gives you, like, a bouquet of roses and a basket of everything. I don't know. Like, if it's over the top, that person would be a red signal for me because it's almost, like, first, what are you trying to prove? Second, why do you want me to fall in love with you so fast and so quickly? Because it's like, what are you, what kind of game are you playing? And also, with the what have you got to prove, it's like, I'm not the first. Because he's obviously done this with a lot of mm-hmm. other women before. And people like that, they're overindulgent. I don't know, I just personally don't think... It also screams as well, like, they've been through a lot of rejection as well. And if they've been rejected by a lot... Say if he's, like, you know, mm. good-looking, good sense of humour, everything like that... And he's been rejected by a lot of girls. You're thinking, like, oh, why? Why is he, like, what's so bad about him that he's been through a lot and now I'm, like, his last resort? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just... I I don't know why. It's such a stereotype. I just feel like guys like that, they've, they're definitely either going to cheat on you or be really toxic. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know how people... <laughs> In my opinion. You know how people say that you shouldn't, like, talk about poli- politics on a first date? I think you should definitely talk about politics. Yeah politics on a first date why would i want to get into a relationship with a person <laughs> who is a trump supporter or who's racist <laughs> or homophobic like i know that's not politics that more that's more like human rights but still why would i want to get into a relationship where i'm just going to argue with them no i agree i think even if mm. it's like because obviously on the first date you don't have much connection like you don't have ties and if mm. you find out quite later on in the line something that you could have found out on the first date regarding even politics or like big things then you're like why didn't you just tell me that to start with Mm. so i guess this is this is okay this is (laughs) both a relationship question and a friendship one juicy i think okay what would you do if you had a friend who you knew was cheating on her boyfriend slash girlfriend and would you tell their partner yeah, okay. I, think, I think I I think I know this one as well. Yes, I was gonna say that. I was thinking <laughs> blackmail because. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. This reminds me of New Girl. I'm sorry. I think cheating on someone, whether people take it as extreme or not, is one of the worst things you can ever mm-hmm. ever do to someone. I think it's horrible. I think it would traumatise the person you've cheated on. They're constantly... They've now got trust issues with every single person they meet. They've got insecurities because they feel like they're not good enough. And they'll probably cry over the girl or boy you cheated on them with every single night. Just stare. I don't know. I just think it's one of the hardest things to go through. You end up hating yourself, hating your body, hating other people. It's horrible. So I feel like if I found out my friend cheated, I would be like, well, are you going to tell them? And then if they say no then you're going to be like, well, I would be like, if you're not going to tell them, then I'm going to say something mm. because it's not fair. 
that's not fair for you to do. And I think that if it was the other way around, my friend would expect me to tell them. I don't know, like, obviously, if you're close with someone, you've also got to give them that leeway and say, look, you have this time now, because I personally don't agree with it. You have this time now to speak to your partner about the situation and talk through it as a couple. But if you're not going to do anything, then I feel like morally I would have to say something. So it's like not necessarily a threat, but it's also like, I love you and I want you to be the first person to say it. But at the same time, if you don't, then morally I can't just let you I completely get agree. away with it. Um, new girl spoilers for anyone. Um, so this reminds me of the whole um, Schmidt thing where he was cheating on Cece with Abigail, I think her name was. Um, and how Jess was like, if you don't tell her, if you don't tell her, I will. Because they need to know that. You give them, like, like a time scale. Like, if you don't tell them within two days, because I think a week's too long, because you're going to still be seeing that person and pretending like nothing happened. Say, like, a day or two days, then I'm saying it. Because it's not right, and it's, like Joanna said, it's one of the worst things you could do to a person. So. Mm. I think as well, I agree with what you've said. And if it was me in the situation, if I was a partner, I would want to know. Mm. either way whether that's from the friend or the person i would want to know uh and straight away like deal with it would you guys still be friends with the person who cheated so like if it was my friend yeah if it was your friend who cheated on their boyfriend or girlfriend yeah you still be friends with them yeah i mean i know people i've had friends in the past who have done this (laughs) and obviously it was a on a much smaller scale because it's like high school like when you have like small relationships and like they last like a week or whatever um but i think um well i don't know what i had another question as well was do you think it's changed by the fact if you're friends with their boyfriend so like say um you know you're friends with both the boyfriend and the girlfriend you're kind of friends like equally you're in a group together does that Mm -hmm. change things would you just go straight to them no, I still give them a chance to say it themselves. No. Yeah. Yeah, I give the opportunity to say it themselves. And, like, I feel like it's really hard because, especially if you're not friends with the partner that's been cheated on, it could be kind of, like, awkward because you don't want to put the person you barely know before the person you're best friends with. So I also feel like that could be a bit awkward. But at the same time, I still feel like, people have the right and I would still be friends with the person that cheated because like I don't know if that sounds bad but like they didn't personally affect me they just affected their relationship um like for example if I had an argument with my boyfriend and you guys didn't agree with me you wouldn't just stop being friends with me but like maybe if I had an argument with you guys like face to face and you didn't agree with me that would cause tension in our friendship but because the person hasn't personally affected me then I would still be friends with them I probably yeah, lose a bit so, of respect yeah. for them. But then again, it also it also depends on the context, like, as bad as that sounds. But you don't know what the situation was like. And there's so many factors you have to take into consideration. But I would still be the friends with the person who was the cheater. But I wouldn't let them yeah, get I, away I agree with, with it. You. I think I'd still be friends with them. But they would have just gone down in, like, my estimation of, like, how mm. good they are as a person. And I'd be really, really disappointed in them. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, talking of friends how to deal with friend breakups so i'm not talking about um you know like you don't speak to your friends for a while i'm talking about like you go through something with your friends or you're losing a lot of friends a lot of time so for me i was thinking about this 
uh, for me, I feel like when I left school and came to uni, um, naturally lost a lot of friends, not by, you know, me being malicious or vice versa or anything, no, like, arguments or anything. You just end up losing a lot of contact with a lot of people. And I guess it's just, like, how to deal with that, how to be okay with the fact that you perhaps don't have as many friends as you used to. Um, to be To be honest, I feel like when you just drift... I don't think you really have to deal with it because obviously I feel like it's like a mutual thing, if that makes sense. It's not like you're having to deal with like them just like dropping you or you doing the same. It's just mutual and it's maybe just because like you're just going your separate ways, if that makes sense. So I don't think there's a full way to deal with it. I do feel feel like this, if you're not going to be friends with someone, that's probably the best way to do it where it's not like a, a like an outburst mm. or anything. So I don't know how I deal with it. Because I know it happened, it's happened to me within like the past year as well. But I guess I've just kept myself busy, I think. Just focus on yourself rather than like pleasing others, I'd say. And like forcing it. Because if you yeah. don't talk to them and they don't talk to you, it's not just on you. You shouldn't feel guilty saying, oh, I haven't spoken to this person for so long because they haven't spoken to you either. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think drifting is one of the best ways for friendships to end because it almost feels mutual in some sort of way. And I feel like a lot of the time friends are there for chapters and they're there for certain aspects of your life. You have like your first school friends, you have your high school friends and people are there to get you through certain sections of your life. And sometimes you have the lucky ones that are there for the long run, but sometimes you just lose people naturally along the way. And as hard as it is to realise that you're drifting, you're drifting for a reason. And that person that you were friends with at the time is no longer the person they are and no longer the person you are. So situations you're in now, that high school person won't be able to help you or guide you in the way you want them to in this time. And the same way you wouldn't be able to give them that either. And people, like I said, come and go for certain reasons. And this next chapter you'll meet the next person that will get you through this part of your life. And as hard as it is to let go of the friendships and let go of the people because it's like, well, I was friends with them in high school, so like, why aren't they here now? People change and people grow. And drifting is so natural that you almost can't stop it. And it's almost bad to hold on to. It's almost baggage. Like, don't fight for something that is not worth fighting for and something they don't want to fight for either. Um, You need to just accept that, you know, new people are going to come into your life and they're going to support this next chapter and maybe you'll find someone who will be there for all the chapters. But um, not everyone is supposed to be there long term Mm -hmm. for everything. Yeah. (laughs) Hannah is eating right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll continue, shall I? I just keep continuing a minute. Um, I can keep going for ages. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm going to break it down. That's oh, alright. I'm good now. No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I think um, it's one of those things that you kind of don't realize when it's happening. So you don't realize how many people you used to be friends with, and 
the types of people you used to be friends with as well until they're no longer in your lives but for me it took me a long time like because I guess after finishing school I was kind of in this weird sort of period between school and uni when I was kind of drifting I was holding on to some friends from school um but I was also you know excited to make new ones at uni and I don't know I kind of when I got to uni I kind of left a lot of the school friends behind um and like you're saying Jayla they were in like my school chapter if people can't fit into that next section then they're not supposed to be there for the long run because that's what friendships is is like you grow and change with people same as relationships and it's about adapting and overcoming obstacles and going through that journey together and if people can't adapt and change to suit that journey with you then you don't need them there with you at all in my opinion Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you want to find us elsewhere, you can follow our Instagram at the Little Women Podcast, where you can ask future guest questions, hear about new episodes coming up, and also see what we get up to behind the scenes. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a five-star rating. We upload every other Sunday, so we'll see you then for a brand new episode.